Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 332 for the week of January. What's the week? January 10th, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, constantly clueless about what day it is. <laughs> How are y'all doing? I'm tired. Yeah, I've been tired all week. Mm. Why are you tired? Why is everybody I just tired? played hockey, so I'm tired. You just played <laughs> hockey? Did you check anybody? No, uh, not that form of hockey. What? What? You played field NHL hockey. hockey on the game on the TV? No, I played field hockey. Field hockey. Did you hit anybody with a stick? No. No, that's that's generally frowned upon. So that doesn't mean you didn't do it. <laughs> True, but no, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm kind of disappointed, but I'll take it. Uh, what are we up to, guys? What kind of week is it? Oh, that's right. Games Done Quick has been on all week, and that has consumed me and Anna and and Alice, what we've been doing all week. I don't know about Alex. He may not care about speedrun streams. No, but my game time is taken up by working, which is silly. And hockey sticks. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've had a pretty normal week at work this week, which means I've been working quite a lot as well. Mm, well, I work too. That doesn't mean I don't have time to come home and watch somebody speedrun big rigs, you know? Yeah, that was a thing that happened, wasn't it? That was a thing that happened. It's kind of scary that that thing happened. Uh, so speed, uh, so speedrunners, archives, and whatever, they're doing their twice annual thing where they stream a bunch of games and they stre- they play them quickly. Hey, it's speedruns. And they're raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation for this event. So you can go. They're over $700,000 already. So you can go check that out and uh, watch them speedruns. It's about to end the live streams, but they'll all be archived and you can still donate. And of course, they're going to have a bunch of bonus stream where they just people come up and speedrun whatever. And that'll probably go on for a number of days after tomorrow. Tomorrow's the big finale. Oh, today. Tonight's a big finale. So. Well, tonight for you guys. Yeah, and that because it's like I think it finishes for us officially at like four or five o'clock in the morning or something. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm not staying up for that. I've, <laughs> I've got to go to work again on Monday. Well, then don't stay up for that if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, so go check that charitable things and uh, donations get you entered into drawings. I don't know how long that's going to be going on at this point during the bonus stream, but hey, uh, if you're hey, listening you donated? today, yeah. As have I. Of course we did. And there was a Humble Bundle. There's the Humble Bundle that uh, gets you a bunch of games that they were speedrunning, as well as uh, T-shirts and all sorts of other cool stuff. So totally worth checking that out as well. Um, What else we got going on? Anna. Oh, yeah, I own RP Gamer now. That's another (laughs) thing that happened. So, yeah. Michael Tidwell... (laughs) has passed on the site he's wants to focus on other things right now so he handed the site over um to me and so i'm owning the site but nothing's going to change as far as you guys are concerned because 
all the editorial structure and everything content-wise is still in place, and MacStorm is running the site as per normal, and no changes planned or expected in pretty much any way, except that now I'm the one paying the bills for the darn Amazon web servers, so yay! Hooray, you're not fired. <laughs> Hooray what? Not fired. Not fired, yes, hooray, not fired. <laughs> I know, I think I'm more surprised not to be fired. <laughs> That's all I, do these I think all I do these days is RPG cast. Yeah. And as our first act, we fire, fire. everybody. Yeah. And then we rehired them. Ah, dang it. So I can say I hired all these people. <laughs> so they're my finds. Make them beholden to me. <laughs> to be fair, I have been sorting my life out. Okay. Well, you sort that out. And then, like, do something. Those are your very vague orders. Are you, you're cast to the Final Fantasy XIV. I don't even give orders. It's it's all Max Storm giving well. orders. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I, I am. I am the head of the Final Fantasy XIV free company. So, no, I, that's I, very I important. That's that's important stuff, man. Uh, never mind that in most you know game journalist sites that the the guilds are run by fans and not by staff members. But you know whatever, that's important stuff. That's why we're hey, Wow, yeah, Chris, that was kind of douchebaggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I, Anna, I'm I'm like the president now. Everyone has to hate me. I'm like Mac, so I need to establish that so he stays everyone's friends, common enemies, right? Uh, yeah. No. All right. Well, I'll just shut up now. So yeah, that doesn't really mean anything whatsoever. <laughs> Um, other than who's paying the bills and whose name the domain name is in. So, ooh, big changes. Not so much. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Uh, Alex is playing field hockey. Alice is working. Anna is... I don't know. What are you doing? You're still... Anna, are you playing games at all? Yeah. You should tell us about them. Um, I've been doing more of my backlog stuff. Oh, really? Yes. So, let's see. Let's pull up my spreadsheet. So, I finished Fantasy Life. I think I was playing it on last week's podcast. Yeah, I was mastering jobs last week. So, after mastering jobs last week, I went on to become a hero in several jobs. And then I beat the game and rolled credits. And then I became a legendary woodcutter. And now I'm going back and doing other jobs that I hadn't started. So right now, I am blacksmithing. Oh. And I bought the expansion, so I'm going to start working on that too. And then I've had to be at the computer a lot this week. So I played Bookworm Adventures, and I'm stuck on book three. You're stuck in Bookworm Adventures. Yeah. Well, I hear in that game you have to type words, so uh -huh. type some words. Yeah, thank you. You're so helpful. Oh, you're welcome. I suggest typing the correct words. Yeah, that's even, <laughs> that's a really good point. Thank you, Alex. And make sure you spell them right as well. Oh, good jump. Good point. You guys good are point. so helpful. I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't probably be happy. And then notice that I had a hidden object game called Millionaire Manor, and I regret the two hours that I spent beating that because it's such a broken game. Because, um,. Sort of a staple of hidden object games is when you find something and click on it, it disappears. Except in this game, it doesn't. Which means it is now on a top layer that can't be moved. So even though 
inside of every hidden object level there are like secret levels you tap on and the screen changes slightly that layer still stays on top so you can't play any of the mini games it is also very obnoxious when it's like five ten find ten fruit and you click on them and they don't go away so it's like wait which one of these did i click on the fruit Yes, but it's hard to tell what you have clicked on and what you haven't but clicked But Anna, on. you just need to find 10 of them and click on it. <sighs> it's like typing the words. Why is this so hard for you? Anyways, <laughs> after I plotted through that, I decided I wanted to plot through another game. Woo! So I started playing Agarest Generations of War. I hear that's a fine quality piece <clears throat> of gaming. It's not bad, actually. Mm. Um, my only complaint is it's slow. Your only complaint. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Not bad. <laughs> Didn't, it wasn't this a game that we gave like 0.5 or something. Yeah, it's just a game that hasn't been reviewed because no one has been able to get. <laughs> Everyone gives up how, on it. How long have you played it? Nine hours. Okay. Yeah, I found that the first few hours were okay and then it just. Yeah. The problem kills, is kills your soul. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is there's too wow, many fights to story portions. What it's like, think of like a tactical RPG. Think of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, that's a good game. Where you were forced to do sixteen battles between every story section. That's what I do anyway. Yes, but tactics battle system is more fun. Oh, okay. But I mean, do you understand sort of where I'm going? Yeah, oh, that is. That sounds that more like Hoshigami ruining Blue Earth. Yes. <laughs> not not the structure, just the soul crushing unfunness of it. Mm-hmm. So why are you playing it? Um, because it's not bad. But you just. <laughs> so you have sixteen ga- <laughs> fights in a row of an unfun battle system, and it's, it's not, not bad. It's not unfun. Oh, as okay. As much as it is not. <laughs> I'm not it's sure not I understand that distinction. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time. Does anyone it. on the call understand that distinction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfun versus not fun? Uh, oh, yes, completely. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know thanks how for... you can get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. And, uh,. I think you have an issue. Maybe. So that uh, have you played anything else, or is this this your life now? Nope, that's my life this oh, week. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. So what have you guys been playing? Um, what have I been playing? Just Fantasy Life, huh? Mm-hmm. That stinks. Fantasy Life and WoW, boring. Move on, next person. Alex, what have you been playing? Besides Final yeah, Hockey. more Final Fantasy fourteen, mate. <laughs> What's up with this Final Fantasy fourteen push? I didn't have any other console games to play, so that one oh. that, I, that I wanted to play, so that one just came in and ate my time. I finished leveling Ninja, and now I'm actually going through the many, many patch dungeons that I have yet to do. Um, I think also the the fact that there is a uh, a major content patch coming what next week week after or something um, yeah I think two weeks or something yeah yeah I think a lot of people jumping back on to sort of catch up on some of the stuff that they didn't do and then they'll sort of you know flow into the new stuff when it comes out ah okay well, I'm still sense. like three patches behind so 
in terms of story content anyway. But yeah, apart from that, I've been playing more Persona Q. Yay. I'm in, How do you like it? I'm on like the second floor of the second dungeon now. Ooh. It's fun. It's growing on me the more I play it. So That's good. I do like doing all the mappy stuff. Isn't that fun? I I didn't think I was going to like it when I first started doing it, but it is actually ridiculously fun. Yeah, there's some bits that I don't like sort of having to put down multiple groups of things, but I like drawing walls. Drawing walls is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can draw walls. Yay. They're just yeah. a line. You know that, right? You could get a piece of paper and draw lots of walls. Yeah, but they don't automatically go straight. And that's not. <laughs> I have to use an entire new piece of equipment to get the straightness of walls. Oh, all right. On on paper. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't yeah. understand. Come on, Chris. No, I. Sh- yeah. I'm sorry. Understand the lines. The lines? Oh, yeah, the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And another thing I did this week was I bought a seventy-pound Windows Eight tablet. I, what? One seven or seven zero? Seven zero. Why? What? Did you buy? Why? <laughs> what is this? Because I intend to use it to play visual novels Ooh. via Steam. But seventy pounds. Yeah. How do you even get a tablet that's seventy pounds? It's. Actually, a very good tablet for what you're paying for. It's got a quad. It's got a quad core processor. It's it's an eight inch tablet, but yeah, it's. But it weighs seventy pounds. Are you exaggerating? <sighs> ah, he's exaggerating. No, I'm, seventy pounds is how much it cost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You English people! Ah! <laughs> oh. like, I figured this out an hour ago. <laughs> okay, 70 pounds. So, it has a quad-core processor. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's, that's more impressive than I thought it would be. Yeah, but yeah, it's, well, it's, as it's a Windows tablet, it basically has full-blown Windows 8.1. Which means I can install Steam on it. <laughs> so oh, I've just been. Hey, have fun with that. Yeah, so I've just been sort of downloading loads of visual novels onto it and then <laughs> intending to play those at some point. My recommendation would be get the uh, the patched version of um, Omineko. Uh-huh. There is a because there is a fan patched version out there that replaces the somewhat goofy uh, PC sprite sort of low-quality sprite-based, well, not sprite, but low-quality art with the uh, assets and the voice acting used in the PS3 version. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh-huh. Isn't there... Okay, so if you're going to do this quest, isn't there, like, a big anime game Steam sale now that has a bunch of visual novels in it? Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. go buy those. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll call it big because it's not as impressive as I hoped it would be. Oh, okay, well, you There's, there's some then. good stuff in there. All right. Yeah, and then... I don't know what else you do. Hadofo Boyfriend and something else, probably. Yeah. Well, I think there's quite a few indie RPGs that might be able to work well on it. Go kickstart Clanad. Wait for that to come out. Clanad. Clanad. Whatever. (laughs) 
Clannad. I don't. I. I. I'm never. Never going to read that, and I'm not keen on watching its anime either. Why is that? Do you know why? No. It's too depressing. Too depressing. Yeah. It's, it's how you know, air and Clannad and whatever else and. Yeah. So. All that stuff that that Mega Tokyo guy liked is all depressing. <laughs> Basically, um, what's uh, what is uh, what's everyone's thoughts on stuff? Um, and things. <laughs> is well, that, is that vague can, enough for you? <laughs> I can tell you what I've been playing. Oh, okay. How about you do that? Well, actually, I haven't really played that much different from last week. If you were here for that, um, I, I was. Guys... I was. Yeah. Although, I, I did do something interesting. I can talk a little bit, a bit about that game that nobody plays but everyone likes reading about. Um, oh, what's that? Is? So, Eve? Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be Eve online. Oh, good, I figured it out. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. So, uh, after the podcast last week, uh, I decided we, uh, the corporation that I fly with, um, we decided to do what some What is your Black corporation's Ops name? Dropping. Uh, wingspan delivery services. Oh, that's right. You sent the missiles to people free of charge. Yeah, we send the missiles to people I free like of charge. That. Yes. Um, so we <laughs> occasionally do some, um, uh, well, effectively black ops operations or what they call black ops operations. Um, so basically someone goes out into Nullsec somewhere in a heavily tanked battlecruiser. I think we mostly do it with battlecruisers. As soon as they find someone, uh, they drop a covert ops sinusural field, and then we drop 15 stealth bombers on top of them. So what does a you covert know? ops field do? Um, well, the, co- the covert ops sinusural, everyone just calls them sinos, um, they basically allow you to engage jump drives from uh, systems that are quite a way away from where they are. Uh, um, so ordinarily in EVE, you can only travel from system to system by jump gates, you know, and right. the jump gates are clearly marked and the lines are clearly right. drawn. Mm-hmm. What you can do with Sino fields is basically bypass that requirement and effectively jump to any system. You can drop a, drop a Sino field and then drop to that field, and it can be anywhere within you know, somewhere between 5 and 10 light years as the crow flies on the map. That so sounds convenient. Yeah, you basically bypass jump gates. Now, there are some ships that can open, uh, effectively jump bridges for other ships to go through. Um, so basically what happens is someone drops a, a, a covert Sino field. Covert Sino fields don't show up on the, the uh, overview map. Regular Sino fields show up on everyone's map in the entire system. And then we have a covert ops battleship open a jump bridge, and then 15 stealth bombers use that to jump to the the uh, field that the battlecruiser dropped. So somewhere else, there's a guy who thinks he's just, or I don't know, two or three guys fighting one battlecruiser, and then suddenly there are 15 stealth bombers on the field. Oh. And and then the torpedoes start flying. And then the torpedoes start. Yep. Wow, so do people abuse these fields a lot? Because they sound like a good way to get around really quickly. Um, The... um, the most impressive one I've seen is um, there is a, a, a mercenary group called uh, Rooks and Kings um, who have their own YouTube channel and they do a lot of interesting uh, like you, uh, sort of YouTube videos. Um, they they present a couple of um, 
very long YouTube videos that are their war stories, effectively, uh, that are narrated in a fashion similar to uh, history documentaries. Hmm. And their, um, uh, one of their, their last major video was the development of a weapon called pipe bombing, where they utilize um, that, that method that I, just talking, I was talking about, hot dropping, uh, to bridge a fleet of smart bombing battleships into the path of a, 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 like um, a warp group, effectively. So like a group of ships that are warping into a specific point, um, they basically hot drop on top of it and smart bomb it to death. The actual particulars of doing it require uh, very, very careful timing, uh, very specific ship setups. It's, uh, I don't know, it looks quite expensive to set up, but it's extremely funny when you catch a group of like 80 ships or something in it. I'll have to link the video or something. So, yeah. That's what I've been doing. That's it. That, that, no, I think that's uh, that's pretty good. Eve takes a while, and it's always good stories. Um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll link the video in the um, in the podcast thread or something because Ooh, that'd be it's, nice. It's probably worth a watch. We're out of games to talk about, huh? Yep. Right. Well, that didn't take long. Nope. Good thing we have lots of feedback. We have some feedback. Um, where's my? Also. We now Uh-oh. have podcasts at herbygamer.com rescued. Rescued? Yeah, it was kind of buried in spam. Ah. So we weren't really getting anything on it, but I went through it last night and it is now clean. So you can email us again. Yay. Yay. So hold on, I'm getting my uh, feedback up here. It involves lots of noises. I don't know why. Yeah, it does. Anna, what is Chris doing? He is setting up the iPad. Yeah. Oh. It's making very clicky noises. He got really excited last night because he had feedback to do. Okay, here we go. So, um, the first thing is a letter from October 10th, 2014, from Jahan. Uh, You might know him as the legendary Zoltan. Hey, Chris, 500,000 years later, I finally finished episode two of your RPG playing ass. Um, And what's nice is that uh, 500,000 years after that, we finally found the email, and now we're going to play it. So, here we go. Um, let's go. Go. Hold on, I, I just pressed the button and things seized up on me. Oh, it was going. Go. Oh. Hello, my name is the legendary Zolta. Z- Wait a minute, how come it's Zolta? What happened to the end? It won't let me put the end. See? You can only have up to five characters. Well, just put something that sounds similar to Zoltan. Hmm. Ah, okay. Z-chan. Z-chan, John! Anyway, welcome to my legendary game review. So, what you been doing since the last episode, game journalists? 
Okay, okay that was pretty humor. good. <laughs> okay, seriously, what you been doing lately? I've been playing the most beloved role-playing game of all time. What game is that? Here are three hints. You role-play in it. Mm-hmm. You play it in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you play it naked. Chrono Trigger. That's right. Chrono Trigger was released in the underpantsless United States in August of 1995 <laughs> for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Indeed, Americans do not wear underpants, which I think is just tragic, really, because that means they'll never be able to do the underpants dance. So let's watch the opening of Chrono Trigger, shall we? Oh, what's up with that? Oh, that's only the intro. Okay, so that's just the first minute of his thing, um, and he, he's 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 learned. He's trying to tease you now and get you to go to his channel. Um, what is his channel? Legendary Zoltan on YouTube, right? So go look it up, and you can watch the full the thing. Legendary Zoltan, yeah. but yeah, uh, Legendary Zoltan. Or the legendary Zoltan. Either way. Anyway, the, the reason he doesn't put the whole thing in audio form is because it gets quite video intensive and there's a lot of visual jokes. So you want to go um, you want to go see it. So uh, with that, thank you, legendary Zoltan. And uh, let's see, we got another we got another segment um, here from the Undead Gamer. He said, "Hey guys, just want to start off by saying you have an awesome podcast." He sent this in in November twenty eighth. By the way, we're getting to it now. I've been listening now for nearly two years, and I love the RPG news and conversation you guys have. You're a great source for all things RPG related, and I can't imagine going anywhere else for my news as you do it so well. So, just want to say thank you for your hard work and dedication. Keep up the awesome work. A few episodes ago, you mentioned that it'd be great if some listeners sent in segments of their own for the podcast. Um, I've been um, YouTubing for a while, so I made this short four minute segment on turn-based rpgs which if you think is good enough i'd be honored if you put it on the podcast well guess what i haven't listened to it because i just want feedback on the podcast so we're gonna listen to it together everybody here you go four minutes of turn-based rpgs from the undead gamer hey what is up guys rob the undead gamer here and I want to take the time to talk about turn-based RPGs. More specifically, when was the last time we had a good turn-based RPG? For consoles, anyway. Obviously, during the 90s, this was a genre at the height of its popularity within gaming and the RPG genre itself. But nowadays, they could almost be considered a dying breed. Obviously, the PS1 and PS2 era paved way for this style of RPG in a big, big way, giving us some of the best games the genre has to offer, which has all but stopped now. One of the only ones that I can think of from the last gen was Mistwalker's phenomenal Lost Odyssey, which really shone not just as an amazing game, but as a credit to the genre, harkening back to its classic predecessors of the 90s. But, of course, how could it not have been an awesome success, having, of course, been made by the company that was started by Hironobu Sakaguchi, the father of the once great Final Fantasy series? A series that is probably best known for its turn-based battle system, among other things, and, of course, is recognised as being one of the pioneers of the genre. I think now the genre has started to evolve, and more often than not, we're getting these turn-based battle hybrids that are trying to be more action-orientated. Perhaps in an attempt to cater to a more mainstream audience who demand quick and punchy combat and action. Even this style has probably been led by another popular RPG series, 
Bandai Namco's Tales of series, whose influence you can definitely see in games like Level 5's Nino Kuni and even the newer Final Fantasy games. Mainly, this is a style of gameplay that is fresh out of Japan, with many of our Western RPGs, such as the Elder Scrolls series and Fable, having full-on action-based combat that, again, we are definitely seeing the influence of in games such as Dark Souls and Dragon's Dogma. Games that aren't immediately identified as JRPGs, but are made by Japanese developers, from software and Capcom respectively. Strangely though, we're also seeing some of these influences in reverse in our modern Western RPGs. Ubisoft's Child of Light, although not a very popular nor well-known game, adopted a turn-based battle system in tribute to the classic Japanese games that influenced it. Even the brilliant Divinity Original Sin for the PC, which was funded by Kickstarter, aside from being praised for its classic PC RPG style, very reminiscent of games like Baldur's Gate and the original Fallout games, had a turn-based combat system. The genre as a whole isn't completely dead. I mean, to say that would be stupid. Obviously, it's being kept alive on our beloved handheld systems, with games like Bravely Default and Pokemon for the 3DS pioneering the genre today. And again, indie games and Kickstarter are still holding up the genre, with not only Divinity, but games like The Banner Saga and Wasteland, and even to an extent, games made on RPG Maker. But sadly, it only seems to be aimed at niche audiences. But is this maybe because no big or mainstream publishers want to cater these games to consoles? Or maybe has the audience and genre moved on, and it's just us die-hard fans left wanting more out of a genre and a style of gameplay we love? Who knows? But I for one would love to see more turn-based RPGs hit the mainstream and the consoles. I suppose time will tell, and we'll see what the rest of this current console generation brings. Anyway guys, I've been Rob the Undead Gamer. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. All right, thanks, Rob the Undead Gamer. I like that. I love segments like that. Please, guys, please send more stuff like that in. Ah, I love doing stuff like this on the show. Uh, it makes it so much better. I I think I agree with one of his last points, that the audience has just moved to a different system. Because I think the reason that we're seeing so many of these, air quote, traditional JRPGs on the 3DS is because that's a best-selling system in Japan. I mean, when the PS1 and the PS2 were in their heyday and had all of these awesome turn-based JRPGs, they were also the king sellers in Japan. So, hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, I kind of agree with most everything uh, Rob said. I don't know if you guys disagree, Alex or Alice, or if you guys just fell asleep. Well, uh, I, I'm, I kind of really agree with Anna. Yeah. The genre is still very much alive. It's just not on the systems people seem to want. And that's a bummer. Yeah. But uh, uh, if you want RPG Maker games, man, you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw a really pointed comment about that on Twitter this morning. Hang on, I gotta find it. Because it's very apropos to this conversation. 
Reading live tweets. Live tweets. Oh, I'm too far away now. Live tweets right here on your podcast, rpgamer.com. But it was totally relevant to this conversation. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. The problem is, is that, um, I don't know. Everybody's just so dismissive about RPG Maker. It's like, Oh, the comment. Oh, I know what you're looking at. Z-Boyd's comment. Yeah. Where like, oh, I made this really cool thing in Minecraft. Check it out. Oh, wow. Your creativity is amazing. Hey, guys, I made this really cool thing in RPG Maker. Check it out. What's the point? Like... <laughs> I wish I was better at RPG Maker. That's all I can say. Yes. But I think I made a comment on my own Twitter about that. Like, I don't know. It must have been about two months ago. I wish I was a better programmer. I wish I was a better artist. Tweet of two months ago. <laughs> Tweet of two months ago. Yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, thank you for the segment. Yes, thank you. And let's move into... Where is my thing? Oh, I lost my sheet. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Get this up. All right. Feedback one, feedback two, and feedback three says, Hey, Quinn, on the podcast today... Do you mind sharing your thoughts on Final Fantasy XIII 2 coming out soon for PC? This is an old letter. <laughs> and the planned resolution fixes for Square's Final Fantasy XIII ports. I'm playing through Final Fantasy XIII right now after never playing it before, and I'm liking it better than I thought I would. I'm a turn-based Final Fantasy fan, and I'm anxiously awaiting Final Fantasy XIII 2 because of more game world freedom and side quests. That was from um, me, Brennan. I was going to say, didn't I answer that? I don't know. Did you? Yeah, I kind of felt like I answered a question about that like two weeks ago. Uh, what it, <laughs> this came in a lot longer than two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just seem to remember someone asking me about um, Final Fantasy Thirteen on PC. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Right. But, um, no, I mean, I'm glad that they have come out on PC. Um, so, hang on, wait. What was the frame rate, wasn't it? What was the frame rate? Well, you see, the problem with the original Final Fantasy XIII when it came out on PC was I seem to recall it being locked at 720 and the frame rate. There were some issues with the frame rate, wasn't Oh, they it? pulled a Dark Souls? Uh, yeah, they pulled a Dark Souls. Oh, it wasn't as bad as Dark Souls. Oh, it, it, it ran at 720. It ran at 60 frames per second, but only at, seven tw- at uh, um, 720p. Uh, and then the, somebody the in guy, the same guy who did Dark, Dark Souls. Yeah, because I, I seem to remember mentioning yeah. Durante, who the guy on Neogaf responsible for the Dark Souls fixes, uh, then basically released a uh, plugin for Final Fantasy XIII for his downsampling tool, which allows you to make uh, changes to the. Um, oh, well, take the resolution above 720p. As someone with a fairly powerful computer, it was quite nice to play the game at, at, a, at a, well, the maximum resolution that my monitor supports, which is 1080p at 144 frames a second. Um, I don't think I can quite pull it up to 144, but yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. But I suppose my, um, my interest in the game wasn't necessarily um, the fact that it's Final Fantasy. It's just the fact that I'm interested in Square Enix adopting the PC as a proper development platform for their Japanese games. Because, I mean, their IDOS branch has been doing PC releases for ages, for obvious reasons. I'm pretty sure IDOS started as a PC development studio, but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, and, hmm. you know, they no, have exactly... Tomb Raider, remember? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, well, yeah, and they were the original publishers of things like Tomb Raider back in the day. But, um, you know, Square, Square back when they were Squaresoft didn't exactly have a fantastic run to start with um, as the P- original PC port of Final Fantasy VII was a bit on the iffy oh, side. Oh, that was such a great thing. Upside down video. Oh, I didn't get that. Uh, the, the the main problem I had was the uh, weapon awakening cutscene during disc two would always crash my computer, oh, and delightful. I was never able to get past it. I had to download a save game to get past that. Not section. to mention, you needed special hardware just to get the correct sounds. Yeah, which they enough, haven't actually, fixed think... in the current PC port. Really? Yeah, you don't. You get the MIDI sounds. You don't get the proper sounds. I th- yeah. no, I thought they had actually fixed that. Uh, Even then, there are patches that allow you to fix it anyway. Yes, but there are patches. Yeah, there are fan patches that like to fix that. Same with Final Fantasy VIII, which didn't have the sound problem in the first place. Well, that's good, at least. Although, funnily enough, uh, I did actually own the uh, Final Fantasy VIII PC port as well, and that also had a, a game-breaking crash in it. Um, and that was... I, uh, I, seemed to, I, de- I identified it happening um, when the game tried to load uh, Laguna's battle sprite model, whatever, um, the first time it's encountered in the first dream sequence, uh, which of course happens about what a third of the way through disc one, and I don't well, remember those details. Uh, that is, uh, well, it's a fairly uh, early part of the game to um, you know have a a, a a bug that crashes the entire game and prevents going forwards. Well, if you're going to be picky, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, admittedly, I've never been able to recreate that problem on any computer that I've played it on since. And I've had the, I've had a, a copy of the PC version for both 7 and 8 for a long time. And I, the computers that I've played it on since I first tried have, have generally fared a lot better than, uh, um, the ones that I originally tried to play it on. Um, so I'm kind of thankful that by the time Final Fantasy XIII rolled around on PC, I actually did have a powerful enough computer to play it and didn't run into a bunch of problems with it repeatedly crashing or something. I kind of feel like I've got a little off topic. <laughs> no, it's fine. I like hearing you rant about Final Fantasy PC ports. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I did not really rants per se. I, I, it's oh, the I'm same. Sorry. It's, the, it's the same with Namco Bandai in that I'm, I bought Dark Souls on PC less because I like Dark Souls' game because I'm not a huge fan, but more because I really want to support uh, Namco Bandai bringing more of their games to PC. Uh-huh. So, and to be honest, you know, from what little I played of it, I did, you know, I, I, I liked it better than I thought I would. So there's that. But, uh, you know, give me something like, I don't know, Armored Core 5 or something. Go on. Be nice. Or, hell, a, a new Ace Combat game. Are you still That'd playing nice. weird imported Gundam games? Oh, yeah. Because they won't bring any of those out here. Oh, they, they, they're not going to... I know that they're not going to bring any of their licensed stuff over here. Yeah, because yeah. any of their huge licenses... Uh, well, many of Bandai's huge licenses in Japan have basically no following at all. Or, you know, a, a sort of very niche following outside of it. Uh, like any of their... Uh, like stuff like Gundam, um, even to an extent, their um, like their popular anime series. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else. Uh, even Dragon stuff Ball like Z and 
And One Piece, they're quite happy to think over, but yeah. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> anything, yeah, anything that's not like got big... a massive TV following. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. If, if it's got a huge TV or manga following, then yes. And I think that for Bandai, that covers um, One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but I think not... Naruto as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Naruto Nur- uh, is a uh, uh, Bandai, Namco Bandai licensee. Um. I was trying to think, because the one I'm thinking of that isn't is Bleach, I think. That's Those are all done by a different company. Yeah. I wonder what the... Well, we've had some Bleach games come over, actually. Yeah, we've had a few, but I don't think we've had all of them. No. I'm sure we didn't. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump in the news, folks. It's time for the news. And we're skipping MMO in a minute this week. Oh, you have one? We, no, because oh. we talked about MMOs for hours last week. We so did. We're going to give it a rest this MMO week. for a... Uh, take a break. MMO for... Here we go. Here we go to the news. First up, beep, Baldur's beep, Gate. Beep, beep. Baldur's Gate has uh, been teased. What? You say? What do you mean Baldur's Gate has been teased? They're teasing a new Baldur's Gate. You know, have Beam they Dog? finished all the old ones? Huh? Have they finished HDing all the old ones? Yeah, all two of them? Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were out on all the platforms that they promised. Uh, I, well, who knows? Anyway. Yeah, well, they moved on to Icewind Dale, so I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so enough. one and two is out, and now they are teasing via their blog um, that is a game that takes place between Baldur's Gate 1 and Baldur's Gate 2. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's it's like the Lion 1. King 1.5. 1. 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jags. So, I don't know. They're making up crap to fit into the timeline because whatever. Um, And I guess they're going to make it, and all they know is that it'll run on the Infinity Engine. They don't have a title or any other info. More info in late spring, apparently. I'm hoping it's Boo's Big... decide what it's going to be? I hope it's Boo's Big Day, you know? Just a whole game about the hamster. So, we'll see. what? The hamster. One of your guys has a hamster named Boo. All right? Just deal with it. He says squeak. Um, let's see. Disgaea 5's opening cinematic came out. So if you want to watch that in, like, Japanese, go for it. We've got it on our site. Resounding enthusiasm. I know, right? <laughs> I'm still waiting to play 4 on Vita or something. I need Chris to stop hogging the Vita so that I can... Oh, wait. Can I put Disgaea 1 and 2 on the go? Yeah. Ooh, I need to do that. 2's like already on the go. Uh, no. Oh, I deleted it? No, we had it stolen. Oh, right. <laughs> That's right. So you got to download it again. Yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris don't worry. Anna, Chris just occasionally forgets about, you know, these I crimes. Do. Two new Etrian Odyssey dungeon mystery dungeon videos are up. Uh, Atlas put them up. They're in Japanese. Last week we had an English one for you to watch. Now we've got Japanese ones for you to watch on the site. Go check those out. Uh, Hyper Dimension War. War. Hyper Devotion War. Excuse me, not Hyper Dimension. Hyper Devotion War. Goddess Blackheart has released dates in North America and Europe. 
Uh, it'll be out uh, on the Vita in North America and through uh, both physical and detail, digital channels on February 24th, 2015. In Europe, it'll be the 27th. And the digital release in Europe is the 4th. Because, I don't know, it takes a week to fit those boxes into the little internet tubes. So, Hey, it takes effort to put the boxes in the internet tube, Chris. Don't diss the effort. No, you're right. I shouldn't do that. Uh, we got some screenshots up in relation to that, but you can't see those on the podcast, so we'll move on. Exceed has a new date for a dungeon crawler called Brandish, the Dark Revenant. Um, it'll be released digitally for PlayStation Portable. Yep, you're still getting PSP games, folks, on January 13th, so three days from now at a price of 20 bucks, and it'll be compatible with the Vita, of course, because it would be silly not to be. And uh, this is a reimagining of the first Brandish title from 1991. Um, since this is a PC, PSP game, it may have come out in 1996. I don't know at this point. No, um, I think it was exaggerating. Like, a little later. It got, than a, that. it got a load of versions on other consoles and stuff, and yeah. The Japanese release date for this one was 2009. We're getting it in 2015. Woo! Because I guess XC decided that, this is cheap to bring over. Let's do it. Is this it's a Marvel game? game, right? That yeah. release it's, power a, it's a Falcom game. Oh, right. That's the new partnership. Oh, it's Falcom. Okay, nobody mentioned that before. Okay, that's why this matters-ish. It's by the Ease developer. So there you go. And you can go dungeon crawl all you want. We got a video up. Majora's Mask is coming to the 3DS. We know that for a little while now. And they've announced there's going to be a special edition. And there was already an announcement of one in Europe. I think we talked about it and said, oh, why don't we get a cool special edition? Do you remember what that one had, Anna? No. (laughs) Nobody remembers. This is how much special editions matter. It's like, oh, I wish we had that two weeks later. We got a pin badge, a poster, and a steel pick. Okay. Well, I don't know that yours is as good then. So this is, uh, (laughs) they announced a U.S. special edition now as well. And this one comes with a (laughs) figure of Skull Kid. So it's a little statue of Skull Kid, and who's like your bad guy from Majora's Mask, and he uh, uh, is pretty much sold out everywhere already. <laughs> it was the limited edition was only ten bucks more than the regular edition, so forty nine ninety nine versus thirty nine ninety nine. And then some people like GameStop were bundling the limited edition with the strategy guide for eighty four ninety nine. And uh, that's what Anna made me pre-order for her because she's a Zelda freak. But uh, if you want the limited edition, good luck because it's selling out like everywhere in 10 minutes when it goes up for sale. Right, Anna? Pretty much. Pretty much. Is it still available anywhere? Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. So there you go. The uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D Skull Kid statue is very popular. Oh, I was going to say at least you can still pre-order ours, but no, you can't really. Oh, <laughs> that's really? sold out. That sold out as well. I, I'm thinking people have underestimated the demand for Majora's Mask. I think everybody probably would have underestimated the demand for Majora's Mask. Um, if you go to GameStop, you cannot get the limited edition anymore. So never mind. Yeah. But they've got a Majora's Mask T-shirt. Mm. Let's see. Is it any good? No. Just Link with a sword. Alphadia Genesis. So this is... I'm going to call this the Chemco block of stories. <laughs> so Alphadia Genesis now has a release date. This is the Steam version of the game. 
that's really vexing the Natsume folks because they just released the Wii U version of this game <laughs> at the I'm, same time. I'm not that vexed. It's All more right. expensive. It's more expensive. Oh, okay. So it's uh, coming out on Steam in two days. Elfadia Genesis, a port of a Chemco RPG. Um, it's a retro RPG, I guess. I, I don't know that they've ever made modern RPGs, so it sounds weird to call it a retro RPG. Uh, they've almost managed to reach the PS1 era, I think. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a couple decades behind everybody else. It's available for 12 bucks on Steam on the 12th. Um, in addition to that, we have... Uh, let's see... There's that one, and I put this story in here just to have some screenshots. Ooh. Uh, it's already out on Wii U, right, Anna? Mm-hmm. How much is it on Wii U? Uh, Rep your company, girl. She don't know. <laughs> I think it's fourteen ninety nine. Oh, well, then yours is more expensive. No, theirs is twelve ninety nine euros. No, this is eleven ninety nine dollars. Wow, you guys get screwed in Europe. Yes. Are you sure it's eleven ninety nine US? Yes. It's like twelve forty nine euros last time. It's all, it's eleven ninety nine US and Euros. <sighs> <laughs> Isn't that nice of them? Isn't it just so polite? It's fourteen ninety nine in the eShop, but get the eShop one because apparently the translation's better. Um this was done by Natsume and you know we don't know who did the other one. Chemco. Oh Chemco? Uh, <laughs> get the Natsume one. <laughs> But if you want Chemco developed games, uh, boot up your iOS device. Dead Dragons from Chemco is now out. Um, They released their their RPG, Dead Dragons, on iOS. Uh, It came out on Android last year. Um, (laughs) It's taken a while to get here. And uh, it follows Will as he discovers that dragons still exist after having been purportedly wiped out 100 years ago. Okay, whatever. Story, 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 story. Um, There's, uh, how's this one work? Rotation turn-based battle system. And you go check that out for $4 on the App Store um, during the launch period, 8 bucks after it goes up. And, of course, it's already on Android, so you can go pick that one up as well if you don't have an iOS device. They've got a new game coming out called... um, What's it called? Grace of L'Etoile. It's out on Android. You can purchase it on Google Play for three ninety nine before it goes up to eight dollars. Kind of, you notice the strategy in their release plans. Um, that this one's only on Android so far, so you can go check that out. Um, and it has something about dolls that control time, is what everyone's mentioning in their headlines for it. Um, Chemco RPGs sound really great and then tend to be boring once you play them. So your tastes may vary. Please go into there knowing what you're getting into. But if you want some older style looking games, PlayStation era, I think is a good estimate. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, you can go check those out. Grace of L'Etoile. L'Etoile. How do I say that, Anna? L'Etoile. L'Etoile. Dead Dragons and Elfadia Genesis. Those are your Kempco RPG updates for the week. <laughs> Whether you wanted them or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Nintendo's official UK store may still be taking pre-orders for Majora's Mask, but is it the limited edition Silktail? So Silktail writes in our chat room. Let us know that might be worth looking at if you're in the UK. Check the official store. Y2K. I don't know what this is. Y2K. It is it's a, a game, but I know nothing about what it's about. It's by the people who made Two Brothers... Uh, or actually, no, it's not called Two Brothers anymore. It's called Comma More or something. Huh? Uh, 
Oh, did they finally change that? The one that looks like a Game Boy game? Yeah. I thought it was still called Two Brothers, but okay. Uh, I think it's it's getting a release on some other platforms, and they've changed the name for for that release. Well, it's a good idea, because Brothers and Two Brothers was very confusing to have both. So, okay. Um, so yeah, this guy called made... Chroma 4 is what it's called now. Chroma 4? Okay. C-H-R-O-M-O-P-H-O-R-E. Yeah, Chroma 4. Because Two Brothers is a quest for color, so Chroma 4 kind of makes somewhat sense for color. I don't know. If, what does that mean? Color lover? Color hater? Color something? Y2K is their next game, and they've released that. Uh, they've got the uh, script and voice acting done in the battle mode, the anime AI, most of the game central hub. Is it done or not? It's going to be uh, their trailer out in the end of February. The game is inspired by Earthbound. Planned releases for PC, Wii U, PS4, and it won't be out until winter 2015, which technically is now. I'd just like to point out winter 2015 is now and lasts till around... I think that they mean the end of the year. Yeah, so that gives them a week. No, I think they mean the end of the year. Well, they shouldn't say winter 2015 then. They have phrased it poorly. Yes, they have. Because winter 2015 is very soon. (laughs) Uh, Maybe they'll be in... when When does spring start? March 21st? Typically. Yeah. Typically. <laughs> On most years. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, usually. We're flexible. <laughs> We're flexible. Yeah. So, sometimes we move it to April. Just to, <laughs> just to screw with people. It feels like it depends on what that damn groundhog does. <laughs> so the dude who does the voice of Goofy in the Kingdom Hearts games got in trouble a little bit. Says he uh, suggested that Kingdom Hearts 3 would be out this year. Whoops. And Square Enix is like, nope, there was a goof. And that's what they said in their tweet. The release date for Kingdom Hearts 3 remains unannounced. Okay. So that doesn't mean it's not coming out this year, right? Right. On a, <laughs> if they're recording VA for it, it's coming out this year. Oh, or next year. No, I think it'll hit like late October, early November to be a Christmas game. Hmm. Okay. That would that would make sense. But, I mean, you know, they're not Square shy about releasing really... games in December. I mean... No, but this is a game being directed by the guy who was directing Final Fantasy Versus 13 into never coming out again. Again. And so I don't know if I trust him being able to be, release a game. Hmm. Do you think that uh, Nomura can release a game? Anybody? Uh, 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 I don't know. Did I think Kingdom Hearts 2 came out on time. Well, he like, wasn't really working. Oh, the original Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're going back now. Going way back. Before he was like the man at Square Enix. The man with the zippers. Oh, uh, hey, I guess I he had zippers re- always. I, I only remember that one in particular because I seem to recall going into uh, Tokyo City Center with my Christmas money on Christmas Day to buy it. Which was a little unusual for me. Anna, I want to go to Tokyo for Christmas. Because normally, you know, I live in a country where all of the shops are shut on Christmas Day. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was... uh, I'm just checking the release dates. In uh, Kingdom Hearts, the original was released in December 22nd, 2005. So I came... I went into Akihabara three days later to pick it up. Hey, that's winter 2005. (laughs) Just to point that out. All right. (laughs) PlayStation Now is actually coming out. Starts in three days, January thirteenth. Um, it'll be 
it's live on North America. Um, it is going to be two subscription plans. So I guess PlayStation Out was kind of already out, but now it's being out. Now with instead of being seven ninety nine for fourteen days of a game, <laughs> it's like X amount a month, and you get a block of games, which so makes a lot more sense. The service will allow users to stream over a hundred PS3 games on their PS4 consoles. Two plans: one month for twenty bucks, or a three month package for forty five bucks. So it's either 20 bucks a month or $15 a month, depending on how much you want to commit. There's a free seven-day trial that'll be available when it launches. And uh, let's see. It's going to debut on PS4, but they're hoping to bring the service to other devices like... Um, yeah. Well, here's what it's currently in beta for. So this is most likely the full list. PS4, PS3, Sony, Bravia TVs, PlayStation Vita, and PlayStation TV devices. So it'll probably end up on all those. But, uh, just just launching on the PS4 for right now, because they want it to be good. <laughs> and it's like, well, let's just put it on the nice hardware, and hopefully we won't have stories about it being bad. Mm. <laughs> That's what I think's going on, guys. Could be. Uh, if you like Zelda games, and I know a lot of RP gamers do, um, we have a 3DS game coming out on 3DS, because it's a 3DS game. But only in Japan, which makes me sad. Oh, is this only on Japan? Uh, yes. It's well, that's about a really Japanese lame. train station. Well, here's hoping it comes out here. I, I, there's no way this is going to come out here. It's about a Japanese train station. Alice, maybe you can get this imported, but it's called Shinjuku Dungeon. It is uh, a 3DS game that transforms the Shinjuku train station into something like the original Legend of Zelda. You run around the subway station with a sword fighting giant rats and wizards. And it has bow and arrows, bombs, and a rope to grab items from a distance. It's coming out to the eShop. Um, it's already out on the eShop. It sounds kind of crazy. In Japan. Say what? Sounds kind of yeah. crazy. I'm trying no, to figure out because I think it's out on iOS and Android. Oh, is it? Ooh. I'll buy it on iOS and Android. Yeah. Even though it won't control as well. Uh, let's see. I'll check that. Uh, Atlas has a best collection line coming out. So they're going to be re-releasing budget versions of their games under Atlas the Best in Japan. So here's hoping some of this... There's a similar line for the Dragon Quest games that's either just come out or will be coming out. Yeah, uh, I thought I had that. uh, Yeah, I have that story coming up, actually. Oops. So we'll talk about that. Sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. So um, here's hoping that Atlas does a similar thing here in the U.S., but if you're in Japan, you might (laughs) care about They're always on sale here anyway. Yeah, all right, so it doesn't matter. Well, because these are physical discounted ones, right? Mm -hmm. No? With different box art, but... Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me reread this story. So they've been doing, you know, they've had this Atlas the best line for years in Japan. Now they're doing 3DS games in it, is is what the story is saying. And so here's hoping there's another round of discounted 3DS titles here in the U.S. for games that you may not have picked up yet, because I think that's cool. So I'm sorry if it's a waste of your time. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's quite common in Japan for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like but- it's sort of like Game of the Year editions, but. It's more, even more common. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a common practice here, really. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there was one a few years ago, but it sort of stopped doing it. So, 
I mean, it's sort of equivalent to like the greatest hits PlayStation line, but that never really took off outside of the yeah. PS2. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That was the equivalent that was oh, here. Shinjuku Dungeon is on the US App Store. Get. Oh, God, the funny thing is, is I think the greatest hits thing did continue for the, but on the PS3, but only mostly in Japan. I remember there were a couple greatest hits PS3 games, but I don't even remember what they were. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 was one, actually. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Um, I see you remember Metal Gear Solid 4, I think, was one as well. Nice. Um, actually, I think my copy of... No, no, that's PS2. Damn. Okay, now that I've downloaded Shinjuku Dungeon to my phone. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Explorers in Japan. Again, this game has not been announced for the US yet. Uh, they've, they've announced that there are Cecil, Bart's, and Lightning costumes for the game. And the, the costumes, of course, come with uh, special weapon attacks and stuff and animations. And I want this thing to come out here. Really? It's yes. not getting reviewed. I don't before. care. I want it. Okay. Final Fantasy it Monster Hunter. <laughs> Speaking of it. things that won't come out here, Puzzle and Dragons has announced a Super Mario Brothers oh, version. Chris? What? They already confirmed a localization for it. No. Yeah. Did we we didn't even get the the regular version? Uh, they've also confirmed a localization for that and said that their plans for Mario will not affect their plans for Z. The thing is, is they don't do this in any sort of official capacity. You have to dig through their Twitter replies to find this information. Who's Gung Ho? Gung Ho, yeah. So Gung Ho says that they're going to bring these out here. Okay, yes. so this is Puzzle so and Dragons. All right, Puzzle so... and Dragons Z like a year ago, yeah, like whatever. last September. That doesn't mean anything. It's, no, no, they said it's coming over. Uh-huh. And then this one got announced, and they're like, yes, we have U.S. plans, but we don't have anything to say about them right now. And people were like, WTFBBQ, how can you have U.S. plans for this? Puzzle and Dragon Z isn't even out. And they said, don't worry, that's still coming out too. Hmm. Yeah, somehow. Once we figure out the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but... 22 million downloads of Puzzle and Dragon worldwide? Come on, give me a break. Money is not their problem. All right, so what this is, is there's a video, um, and you can watch it, and, and Nintendo had like this nice thing where you basically see Mario carrying one of the little egg things from uh, Puzzle and Dragons, and then it turns into, hey, you're playing Puzzle and Dragons with all sorts of um, Mario iconic things like fire flowers and stuff like that. And so you can go play that. It'll be on the 3DS, and it's the same gameplay, but you're fighting enemies like Koopa, Paracoopas, and you're running around the Mushroom Kingdom, and you're controlling Mario, and there's Goombas. So instead of the Puzzle and Dragon monsters and stuff, it's all Mario monsters and stuff. Um, no word on how they're going to handle microtransactions on the 3DS that I know of. I'm sure there's a way it happens, because that's what that darn game's based around, right? No? How does that work? Anyone know? No? Okay. Puzzle and Dragon Z is an RPG, so maybe maybe you don't have to worry about microtransactions. That'd be nice to play Puzzle and Dragons with an actual end goal in mind, wouldn't it, Anna? No? Sorry, could you repeat the question? It would be nice to play Puzzle and Dragons which an, with an, with an end actual, goal. Yeah, with an end yes. goal. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. With, yes, yes. like, hope of reaching that end goal <laughs> rather than 
you know, just being shown up and like, oh, I've got my Hera Omega version that I've evolved. Where are you at? Like, I've got this dragon and I don't want to spend any more money on the game. It's like, well, then you're never going to have my Hera Ultimate version. Ha ha ha. I'm better than you. Not that that's how I feel about free-to-play games on the iPhone or anything like that. But Okay, nobody understands what I'm ranting about anymore, so let's talk about 3DS reprints of Dragon Quest games. Hey, you remember all those Dragon Quest games that came out on the DS? No. These are the three remakes for 3DS. So, oh. Monster, Joker 2, and 7. Well, never mind what I was going to say, because I misunderstood this. So... <laughs> Uh, none of these games have been announced for the West. None of these remakes were ever released in the West. So I'm not holding my breath for any of them. Um, Dragon Quest Monsters 2, having played some of that on DS, it sucks, so I don't want it to come out in the West. What? I liked Monsters. No, you didn't. I don't like Joker. Oh, that's what I tried. Yeah. So, okay. So Monsters 2 is good? Yeah. Okay, so I need to go find Monsters. So I'm sorry. I need to go find that. Uh, They'll be uh, re-released in Japan. Still no word on them coming over here. And um, apparently there's also a pirate-themed sequel to Rocket Slime. And that has also never been announced for the West. So this is just basically, this story is to serve to make you sad about how Square Enix is still holding back. Sorry. Um, If it makes you mad, you want to go yell at somebody, um, you can go play Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop, and you can tell Cloud his buster sword is too big. I don't know. It's a game where you manage a bunch of potato blacksmiths, and there's quests and stuff. And one of the and Cloud makes Claude, excuse me, makes a cameo, and he wants a Buster Sword essentially. And you can tell him slots. it's too big. It's too big, or you can make it. And I'll just leave that alone. Um, it's not done yet. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what do we got? Uh, we got a preview up on RP Gamer for Final Fantasy Type Zero. So Zach wrote that up. You go check it out. Um, and then you can go read our featured interview with Karen McOster, Karen McOsker, um, Access Game, who's uh, working on Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters, which if you've forgotten about that game, like I have, is, um, I don't know, what's it like? Let's see. I'm supposed to know this. It's a novel RPG hybrid for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. So... Do you understand what it is, Alex? Oh, yeah, well, I vote the questions. <laughs> you what? I vote the questions. So what's this game about? It, it's about hunting ghosts. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to understand what the gameplay is like. What do you do? It's, so, it's sort of like a tactical RPG, but, but you've got like a load of... Um, <clears throat> Sorry, you've got a load of sort of traps to and sensors you need to set up because the ghosts are invisible. And, and the then when you're done with that, there's a visual novel. Yeah. Okay, great. It sounds fun. Uh, when's it coming out here? March, oh, March 10th. March 10th. So go read the interviews of that. Understand it a lot better than I am. And uh, you, you can feel smart for that. So in the meantime, we have some new releases of what's come out this week. Let's go down the list. There's stuff coming out this week? Well, actually, first I want to read our um, sales thing that uh, Alex did. Let's see. Uh, Digital store update. First off, here's what uh, the big news and shakers in the digital stores on the consoles for the week. 
First off, in North America, we got an Adventure Time Secret and Nameless Kingdom coming out on PS3 digital store for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, got, it's on sale. That's on yeah, sale? Yeah, these are sales. There's no RPG. Oh, it doesn't list the original part. Okay. So, Dragon's Crown is on the Vita for thirty nine ninety nine. That's a sale? Apparently. <laughs> I don't know that that's a sale. But it, it, was, I, it was plonked into the PlayStation sale section. So. Right. Falling it, Skies on PS3 and Wii U for nineteen ninety nine. Also that favorite. game is all, always on sale. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne PS2 Classic for nine ninety nine. Shin Megami Ten- Tensei Persona 2 Innocent Sin for nineteen ninety nine on PSP. And uh, Persona 3 Portable for nineteen ninety nine on PSP. I've seen better sales for those. So I don't know about those. Uh, let's see. Europe has got Tales of Graces F, the Night Edition, on PS3 for €10. Euros. Tales of Graces F plus Tales of Exilia combo pack on ps3 for 15 euros tales of exilia discovery edition on ps3 for 10 euros tales of exilia 2 on ps3 for 20 euros tears to tiara 2 heir of the overlord 20 euros or 10 percent off if you're a ps plus member tokiden the age of demons on vita for 15 euros or 10 percent off if you're a ps plus member so and leave that alone Here's what's coming out new on all the machines, at least according to TechGaming.com. PlayStation 3's got a Monopoly Family Fun Pack coming out this week. Oh, boy. How you can tell a console is dying. (laughs) They've got just the Monopoly Family games coming out. Wii U has got a Chariot. uh, Oh, Chariot, the indie game. Yeah, it's an indie game, right? Where you control two guys moving a chariot through all these puzzles. Got Maze coming out on the eShop. That's only three bucks. So you might want to check that out. Chariot was fifteen. Mega Man Battle Network two on the eShop for eight bucks. On the 3DS, you get Adventures of Lolo on the eShop for five bucks. Woohoo! Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are I you love... gonna get that? Oh yeah, I have it for the Wii U, but it's... you never play it. I almost beat it, but oh, 3DS is so much better. <laughs> Why is the 3DS better? Because you play it on the go. Because you never leave the house. Uh, best of solitaire in the eShop for four bucks painting workshop workshop man the 3ds is just the system you want if you want to learn how to paint eShop five dollars tmnt teenage mutant ninja turtles on the eShop 29.99 which tmnt yeah i doubt it's one that you want (laughs) Uh, psp's got brandish the game we talked about earlier psn for 20 bucks coming out this week PS Vita's got Atelier Aisha Plus, The Alchemist of Dusk on PSN for 40 bucks. Brandish for 20 bucks. Joe Danger 2, the movie. Um, to be announced price. So that's probably 10 or 15. Um, PC has got the following 4089, Ghosts Within, Alphadia Genesis, Chaos Heroes Online, which is a free to play Steam title, Countless Rooms of Death. Well, that sounds fun. Cubot on Steam for only $1.69. The rest of these that I'm not reading the prices for um, don't have prices listed. Disorder on Steam. Duplicity, Beyond the Lies. Mechs and Mercs. Retention. Supreme. Sword of Asumi. And Teddy Floppy Ear Mountain Adventure. Teddy Floppy Ear Mountain Adventure is my pick of the week. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but that's my pick of the week. (laughs) Teddy Floppy Ear. Mountain Adventure. Let's uh, let's go look up Teddy Floppin' Ear Mountain Adventure. Are you gonna get this, uh, Alice? I don't think so. No, Alex. You, surely you'll get Teddy Floppy Ear Mountain Adventure. 
Oh, how could I not? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, Massive Chalice is available on early access. I didn't know that. Teddy Floppy Ear. Mountain Adventure. $4.24. Hey, it's on sale. Um, it is a... Ma- okay. Teddy Floppy Ear is a... Looks like a stuffed teddy bear, but he's got a camera and he's wearing clothing. He's a main character of a series of adventure games for children, it says here, based on the famous famous Polish cartoon. And so you can send your child, this is what it says, send your child into an unforgettable journey with the world's most charming bear. It looks like he's got a friend who's a girl and a friend who's a pig. The pig wears glasses, of course, because pigs are smart. Um, What else? And I don't know. There's a bunch of really (laughs) lame-looking... (laughs) <laughs> puzzles and stuff so there you go teddy floppy ear go check it out now on steam our pick of the week <laughs> alice what are you going to be playing this week uh probably the same more 14 and eve huh yeah probably fair enough hey Al- actually I, I was gonna say um i i forgot to mention it um yeah. one of the things i bought with my christmas money that showed up recently um i did actually buy the uh eve collector's edition what what was... do you need the eve's collector's edition for there is a well why not oh you get the golden pod that's well, why you want it, amongst other it? things amongst other, uh, yeah but the, what's the thing that's what you wanted well i got the rifty usb hub what does that do well, it, it's a model of the of a Rifter. Okay. But there are four USB sockets in its engines. Oh, that's kind of useful. Yeah. I like that. That's actually pretty cool. How much does that cost? Uh, I think I got it for 75 euros. 75 euros, huh? Okay. So about, uh, I don't know, 70 quid or something. Um, but the other cool thing it came with, uh, or one of the other cool things it came with, was uh, they've actually written a big long uh, book about the first ten years of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of goes a lot into the history of stuff and how stuff has been developed and so on. Uh, and also, um, uh, there was a bunch of in-game stuff, including the golden pods. I'm sure. What else I got? You know, I I funded a Kickstarter for a book about the history of Eve. Did you? A History of the Great Empires of Eve Online by Andrew Grohn. Oh, I see. A fan-written one, basically. Yeah, yeah. Probably talks a lot about the politics. Yes, and he's been working real hard on this one. So I'm I'm excited for that one. I've already got two books about Eve Online. I can probably do a third. Probably do a third. And this one should have lots of art and stuff, too. I've got one... Well, I've got the one that came with the special edition, which is about 10 years of history. Uh-huh. I've got Eve Source, which is mostly an art book, but also goes into uh, like lore, backstories, and stuff like that. It's got a lot of lore in it. The game has actually has lore. I know not a lot of people pay attention to <laughs> no, it, I know but there's the game lore. does have it. But the interesting stuff is the politics, I think. And that's what this the book stories, is The on. stories that people read about on the internet are yes. mostly politics, yes. Because <laughs> the politics are what makes you fun. And like he's interviewing all these people, and they're only talking about stuff that happened years ago because they won't talk about stuff that's relatively recent because it affects ongoing politics, and nobody well, wants yeah. to give away their you'd secrets. Hardly ex- <laughs> you'd, you'd hardly expect someone from like CFC to um, start talking about current internal politics or right. something. right, right. So all this stuff is a little bit behind, but that's okay because it's in great detail. So anyway, that that's a weird side 
discussion. So, yeah. in other words, I think RP Gamer is saying spend lots of money on Eve. <laughs> and uh, Alice volunteers to teach you how to play. God damn it. Don't send them all my way. <laughs> I'll send everyone else's way. <laughs> I like this. You like this plan, Anna? Yep. All right, good. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Alex, what will you be playing this week? Um, pretty much what I said earlier. <laughs> it's just that season of, eh, I'm still playing the same crap. Anna, are you going to play yeah. anything different? No, I'm going to play Agarest. Agarest. And oh. more, I don't know, maybe I'll do some box of crap games this week. Oh, oh really? We'll Ooh, see. I can't wait to hear about those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to finish up Fantasy Life this week. Um, and what else? I got to start something new. Oh, I'll, once I finish Fantasy Life, I'll be back into the Sky of Three to hopefully wrap that up. Um, no podcast next week, folks. Chris is singing. Anna and I are going down to my old college for the weekend. We're going to visit. We're going to do a magical dinner thing and, and just stay in the area. I'll show her some buildings that I remember having good memories in because that's all you can really do at a college when you're not a student there anymore. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, we'll check all that out. And uh, we'll be back with you the following week for more stuff. Hopefully there'll be more news because nothing's really happening right now. It's that time of year where nothing happens. So catch up on all your old games and uh, try what Anna's doing where she's going through her backlog and like forget buying new stuff for a while. Let's focus on getting rid of the old stuff. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Until then, please review us on iTunes. That stuff always helps us out. Leave us feedback. Here's how you leave feedback for the show. You got multiple ways and they all work this week. The first and most awesome way, in my opinion, because it's really easy for me, call 608-729-4098. Leave a voicemail or a segment. You can just right there on the phone do it. Uh, if you're just going to rant on a voicemail, try and keep about 30, 30 seconds unless you've got a very prepared segment. Um, otherwise, you ramble on too long. It just, ugh, you know, the um, You can send segments to us by emailing them. You just, you know, send us a zip file of a MP3 or something like that or, or just an MP3 at uh, podcast.rpgamer.com. So we'll take all that. Uh, you can also send us uh, feedback on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section. And, of course, you can just email us a letter at podcast.rpgamer.com, and we'll read it right here on the show. Now that our inbox is not full of 13,000 spam messages or whatever it was it up to. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, your feedback makes the show better, so I hope that uh, you submit it and uh, let us know what you want to see. Um, RP Gamer is under new ownership, so I can I have the power to like make changes. I don't really plan on making big changes other than you know redesigning the site and making it you know modern. But uh, that's something we've been wanting to do for forever, so that's not new either. <laughs> that's that's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, get out of here with that. Chris. Yeah, so if you wanna you wanna you wanna send me feedback about other things you want to see change here, yeah, why not do it? Um, anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at, and uh, we will wrap for the week. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thank you to Alice and Alex and Anna Marie. I'm your host, Chris Riveteer. You're the, you're the odd person out. I am. We're all the A's. Yeah, you're the A's. You're all down here in C. I'm C. We are the A team. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks, folks. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>